You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order of those delicious protein bars that actually taste like a chocolate bar. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Obviously, Penn State wrapped up all of their spring football practices officially on Friday evening. We'll have some quick thoughts on uh, finalizing everything we saw from the spring practices, the spring schedule, what to look forward to next. We're going to be talking to Andrew Callista, one of the sports reporters from Fox 43 in Harrisburg, as we enter a little bit of a working relationship together moving forward. I'll explain what I mean in just a moment. And we're also going to start taking a look forward to the NFL draft because that's going to be the big story this week. Micah Parsons absolutely going to be going in the first round. Jason Owe could potentially be in there. We'll see where Pat Frymuth fits into the mix, and we'll see if any other Nittany Lions are going to be drafted as well. That's going to be the big storyline the next couple of days. So make sure you come back for more Penn State draft coverage right here on Locked On Nittany Lions. So make sure you're following this podcast so you never miss a single episode. We're on the Odyssey app. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You name it, we're on it. Make sure you give us a follow. It's totally free to do so. And of course, if you want to really help us out, leave those ratings and reviews. If you leave a five-star review on any of those platforms, take a screenshot of it and tweet it to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. We'll give you a shout out in our Friday episode with our five-star Friday segment. Of course, uh, as I mentioned, we're on Twitter, but we're also on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitch. And we're going to get that Twitch channel up live for you at some point this week. And it's going to be a busy week. Like I said, lots of stuff happening with the NFL draft. Looking forward to that. And of course, you are going to want to make sure you are staying tuned because we've got a lot of fun things that are coming through the pipeline here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. And one of those is going to be a little bit of a working relationship with Fox 43 in Harrisburg. Now, I don't know how much you know about the the business relationships between the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, Fox 43, or the parent company. Uh, Locked On Podcast Network is owned now by Tegna, which owns a lot of different media outlets and affiliates throughout the country. Uh, One of the closest ones to us happens to be Fox 43 in Harrisburg. Now, we're going to start up a little bit of a working relationship. We'll do some collaborations here and there. It's not going to be something that becomes regularly on a daily basis, but from time to time, we're going to try and reach out to the folks over at the Fox 43 Sports Department, see if we can get one of them to come on here and talk some Penn State sports with you. I know there are going to be some extra in some of the Penn State sports that maybe I'm not so keen on. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And in today's episode, coming up in our next segment, we're going to be talking to Andrew Callista from Fox 43. He'll be our first guest from Fox 43. Uh, I guarantee you, he will not be the last. So very excited about this working relationship moving forward. It's going to be a benefit, I think, for our podcast, hopefully for Fox 43. Hopefully there's a little bit of uh, going back and forth between the two of us moving forward. But very excited to get this working relationship underway. Again, we will talk to Andrew Callista starting in our next segment. But first, I wanted to talk uh, real quickly on some of the breaking news that has just happened as I'm hitting record on this on a Sunday afternoon. And that is the fact that Penn State men's basketball is 
starting to make some things happen in that transfer portal. Uh, obviously picking up a pretty big key piece to the roster for the 2021-22 season with Jalen Pickett, a guard out of Siena. Considered one of the best guard transfers on the market. And supposedly Penn State beat out some big names to get this transfer uh, commitment for head coach Michael Shrewsbury. Uh, names being thrown out there by ESPN were Baylor, your defending national champion, or your reigning national champion, I guess I should say. Uh, the reigning runner-up, Gonzaga, and Michigan. So those were three schools that were apparently uh, involved with the transfer recruiting for Pickett late into his transfer decision. But he has decided he's going to go to Penn State. So... You know, I don't know how seriously he was considering some of those other schools, but if you get a chance to say that you have landed a recruit that in the transfer portal that was being sought out, even remotely, maybe just minusculely, by programs like Baylor, who just won a national championship, Gonzaga, who has become a national power, and a perennial Big Ten powerhouse like Michigan, yeah, you better bet that you're going to take advantage of that opportunity to create that headline that he has chosen your school. So, Micah Shrewsbury obviously has a lot of work to do with this basketball program and this roster. We already know that some key players have moved on to other schools, like Myron Jones going to uh, Florida, uh, Jamari Wheeler going over to Ohio State of all schools. Uh, there's been uh, Isaiah Brockington apparently has gone back into the transfer portal. So there's a lot of activity right now with the Penn State roster. They obviously have gotten a few guys to decide to stay in Happy Valley. And that's always good. And now you're getting one of the top guards that was available in the transfer portal. That is a really nice way to get started with what you're trying to build with Penn State. So again, I've always said I'm no longer, I'm not going to consider myself a Penn State basketball expert by any stretch of the imagination. And I understand that building a sustainable winning program at Penn State has become a, a very difficult challenge. I don't think that it should be considered impossible. I really do feel like Penn State has a lot of resources. All they need is the right kind of a leadership. Uh, we yet to see what Michael Shrewsbury is going to be as a head coach uh, when it comes to you know, managing a game itself. But certainly I feel like there are some good steps forward being taken from what he is expected to be doing right now. So obviously you get one of the top transfers out there, play a guard position. That's going to put you in a little bit of a situation. So I see that Penn State fans on Twitter are certainly uh, ecstatic about this news. And why shouldn't they be? Like I said, you beat out Baylor and Gonzaga and Michigan for this kid. Uh, that is a really good recruiting victory. I don't care how many ways you look at it. That's a nice win for Michael Shrewsbury and the Penn State basketball program. Of course, though, the, for me, the focus is much more on the football side of things. And, of course, James Franklin had a lot to say uh, following the, the two recent open practices that they had in Beaver Stadium uh, in front of a, a small segment of fans. And I was uh, I completely missed the fact last week, uh, late in the week, that Penn State had actually opened up their spring practice to uh, fa all fans, not just senior students. I thought it was just going to be senior students, but it was good to see that they opened it up to fans, even though it was a Friday night. Uh, yeah, so it, it's good. It's good. I, I think things are in a pretty good place going into the summer now. I think James Franklin has addressed a couple things that, yeah, there is still some work to be done. And I'll talk a little bit more about this uh, just by myself tomorrow in the podcast because I do have some thoughts I want to share with you that we didn't necessarily get into with our interview with Andrew Callista. But I so come back in tomorrow's episode. I'll go a little bit deeper into some of my thoughts as we also look back on the entire spring practice schedule and what it means for Penn State moving into the summer, what to expect next, uh, where Penn State goes from here. But again, I will say that there are reasons to be optimistic about this Penn State football program, and I'm not budging on that. I think that all the pieces are there for a solid bounce back here. 
Coming up in our next segment, I'm going to bring in Andrew Kalista from Fox 43. We'll go into a bunch of different topics, including the NFL draft, some spring football, and some other things that they'll be covering on Fox 43 coming up for you this week, leading you up to the NFL draft. And not to spoil anything, but they're going to be talking a lot about Micah Parsons, as you would expect. But first, I want to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. It doesn't matter if you're looking for some NBA action, some NHL maybe baseball regular season. They're all in full swing right now. And BetOnline has you covered with all the updated odds and props on just about anything you can possibly imagine. And yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of prop bets for the NFL draft. So make sure you go check it out. Uh, We'll dive into some of those a little bit later this week, I imagine. But BetOnline, again, has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it is the best way to place your bets. And it is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website, betonline.ag you can do this on your desktop or on your laptop or even on your phone or your ipad and all you do is sign up for free today and don't forget to use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and they're going to give you a 50 percent welcome bonus on top of whatever your first deposit is that's right whatever your first deposit is there's no limit on this you're not going to get this deal on any other gambling website out there so make sure you go to bet online and use the promo code locked on get 50 percent top of your initial deposit and that is free money and if you make those bets wisely you're going to win a lot of money in the process bet online your online sportsbook experts. Did you happen to catch the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey last week? If not, don't worry. Don't hesitate because you can go back and binge listen the entire thing and it is well worth the time to do so between now and the start of the draft on Thursday night. Features analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfour, and Brian Bollinger. All of our local experts for every NFL team are making trades and picking the next stars of their respective teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, so I am extremely happy to welcome in our first guest here uh, for the week. On Locked On Nittany Lions with the podcast, he is Andrew Callista from Fox 43 in Harrisburg. Andrew, I am very much looking forward to what the future has in store for both, both of us uh, from the podcasting platform, for what you guys are doing with Fox 43. Uh, you know, Locked On is a part of the Tegna uh, package, and we're looking forward to collaborating, having you on, having uh, some interesting discussions about Penn State moving forward. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, man, thanks for having me. I'm honored to be the first Fox 43 guest on your great podcast. And on behalf of Todd Zanowski, Alex Colley, Lindsey Barna, they are ecstatic to be able to talk Penn State because whenever you're talking Penn State and especially Nittany Lion football, that's a win in all of our books. And it's a win. It's a win for the Penn State fans as well, because we know them. They cannot get enough of blue and white football. So obviously you're from the Harrisburg market and Harrisburg's a little bit of an interesting sports scene. I would imagine because I'm here in the Philadelphia area. I know what it's like out in the Pittsburgh area. Harrisburg's kind of like a melting pot of uh, many fan bases, right? In the Harrisburg area, a lot of Philadelphia people, Pittsburgh people, you probably get some Baltimore influence as well. What's it, what's the sports scene like right now in Harrisburg right now? A, a big Baltimore influence. And, and, and I really actually think that the reason that there's such a huge Baltimore influence is because of the Colts and a Penn State player, Lenny Moore, from Reddit, from Reading, Pennsylvania. So with him playing for the Colts and the Baltimore Ravens down there, there's coming up into the York area. That's a big influence. But yeah, there's always the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh rivalry. The one thing that every most everybody could conclude is that Penn State is their number one fan base and everybody hates Pitt. I do get two people that always <laughs> want to 
talk pit football on my Twitter. And I, I just say, listen, if you want to talk pit football, open your, open your tailgating lots when Penn state actually plays you. So fans could tailgate and not the 500 pirates fans that are in PNC to keep those lots closed. And then we'll be able to talk Penn state pit football, but no, yeah, everybody agrees that Penn state is the number one team. That's the one thing that pretty much comes together in that melting pot area. And you either love Penn state in that area or you also hate them. And then you get your Notre Dame and Ohio state influence as well. That's just how it goes, especially with college sports. You know, it doesn't matter what part of Pennsylvania you're in. Uh, you're either going to love Penn State or probably be on the complete opposite side of it. I, I've seen that for years and years. I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon. Of course, Penn State coming off a very difficult 2020 season for a variety of reasons, which we don't need to dive too deep into. I think we all understand the storylines from last football season as a whole around the country, uh, specifically with Penn State getting off to a dreadful 0-5 start. We're actually recording this the day after Penn State wraps up their spring football practice is uh, for the year. Now they're turning the page, getting ready for the summer. You know, personally, I think there are reasons to be optimistic about what Penn State could potentially do in 2021. It's going to be a challenging schedule, but what have been some of the storylines that Fox 43 has been following this spring with the Penn State Indian Lions? Well, one of the things that we're going to be following and, and we did follow is who is going to be one of those guys that step up that we didn't, we didn't think that we were going to see. And obviously, who's everybody talking about right now that follows Penn State? It's Caleb King. Out of nowhere, um, the what he did in the first open spring practice with the two interceptions, it's like, whoa, where'd this guy come from? And all of a sudden, you might you might have been thinking defensive back, even with Tariq Castro Fields, may have been a liability because we saw the defensive backfield was kind of a liability last year at times. Now you're thinking, wow, there's a lot of depth there. And then you see Marquise Wilson playing a wide receiver. So there's kind of two storylines right there of, wow, there's a lot of depth here on the back end of the defense, a lot of very good athletic ability there as well. And at the same time, it's a plus because who's that number three wide receiver to step up with Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington is it Marquise Wilson is it Cam Sullivan Brown that all that Penn State fans have been waiting with his with his uh, ability and the target size that he brings to be able to step up at that third wide receiver position you put those four wide receivers on the field for Penn State if they all could contribute like you want them to be able to contribute and you hope that they can those are four pretty formidable targets for Sean Clifford to be able to throw the football to. Yeah, I'm one who is going to be pretty optimistic about what this offense is potentially going to do because you bring in a new offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich, a guy who made his name at Shippensburg, of all places. Uh, and, of course, he's going area. What, what was that? That's our home area. That's Lin Lindsey Barno, who's going to Absolutely. be eventually. That's her alma mater. That's where I went to school as well. So uh, I, I've got a lot of love for the Shippensburg football family out there. So I, I'm really excited about uh, seeing what Mike Yurcich is going to do with Penn State. Of course, most recently at Texas. And I think you have the fact that you've got a third year starting quarterback in Sean Clifford. I know he's had his ups and downs, but you, know, you give me a third year starting quarterback with all that experience already behind him. I will take that every time, especially in college football. It's, it can be pretty rare to have that kind of a luxury. And then you mentioned the wide receiver position. Jahan Dotson, just a breakout star last year, one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. And I still think if the running game is healthy, I think it's going to be a pretty good asset, too. So I think the, all the ingredients are there for a really good bounce back opportunity for Penn State. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges because as I mentioned, schedule is going to be difficult. You know, I'm not going to break down the schedule with you right now. Uh, we've got a lot of time between now and the start of the season to do that. But I do think that there are challenges there for Penn State. I just think that they are capable of handling that. And I think that James Franklin during the course of his career at Penn State has shown that they're willing to go on a week to week basis and kind of tackle one thing at a time. The one thing I, I, I do like with the new offensive coordinator, Yurcich, I love, I love that he's, you know, 
said that we're going to go under center. And I know all the, all the old time alums. And, and I know my dad texted me when he saw that he's like, Penn state football might be, might be coming back is what is what my dad sent me in a text message. So my dad was all excited about that. My mom and dad are both alums. They, they've had season tickets since the seventies up there. So they were excited about the under center, uh, about the under center and uh, possibly use of the fullback. I know that's, you know, sacrilegious to talk about at Penn state the last couple, couple years, but the one, th- the one thing that I like uh, and not getting into the schedule is the way it starts with it very tough is it's going to commit to them to get all in, be focused right off the bat, and, and uh, be, have all your chips on the table right to start the year. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's just a feeling. I just think that bodes well for an offensive install with a new guy coming in. I really do think you're, you're right on the same page as I am. And I think the fact that they actually had spring practices this year as opposed to last year, that really helps because – you know, I know we don't want to make too many excuses because a lot of schools had to deal with a weird situation last year, but Penn State had a new offensive coordinator a year ago. They didn't have any of those spring football practices the way they do now. So maybe things will at least be ahead of curve of where they were a year ago. <laughs> here's, here's hoping. And I think that that'll pay off in the long run. I also think they made an upgraded offensive coordinator. So, and I'm not just saying this because Mike Yersich was uh, a Shippensburg guy <laughs> way back in the day. So I, I do feel as though the upgrade is there at offense coordinator. The town is there on offense. I'm not saying that Penn State has the offense that's going to break Big Ten records or anything, give Ohio State a serious run. But if there is a team capable of kind of bouncing back a little bit this year, I think Penn State is a prime candidate for that. I think the one thing um, that we have to follow with the whole Mike Yurcich thing is the last offensive coordinator, Kirk Scirocco, when he came in, Coach Franklin used to use the word blend. It's going to be a blend of a couple of things. And we, we heard that consistently from the time Kirk was hired all the way through. And again, not making excuses with the spring practices and, and things like that. That obviously is difficult. But it seems this year, and, and I believe it was Audrey Snyder who, who was able to talk to Mike um, Gundy at Oklahoma State about, you know, if and I, I think the quote was, hey, if Coach lets him take – takes the hands off them and lets them go. Everything's going to be good. Seems coach Franklin hasn't necessarily said that the hands are going to be off and things like that, but it seems like it's going to be less handsy in a way of things. And your is going to be more on his own to let things go and be more free flowing on that side of the ball, which in turn, I think is going to free up coach Franklin to do a lot of other things with the program and maybe turn his attention elsewhere. And I just think that again, bodes well for a bounce back year for Penn state. I could be completely wrong. I could be reading in between lines that aren't there. Maybe I need to put on 3D glasses and, and I'm just seeing, I'm, I'm just making stuff up in my own mind as I'm sitting there listening to these hour long press conferences. That's just a feeling that I get. Yeah. At a certain point when you're listening to press conference after press conference, or as often as you hear a press conference, you hear some of the same things, right? Mm-hmm. The coaches are going to say what coaches are always going to say. And James Franklin is an expert at that. That's not a criticism. I really do feel like every coach out there is going to say some of the same things that you would expect a coach to say. So how much uh, he actually means behind that, how much he's not saying, that's always the, the great unknown. But ultimately, I do think that James Franklin has done a terrific job since he has come to Penn State. I don't know if some people were willing to give him some of that credit, but you're talking about a program that before last year had won 11 games, three out of the previous four years before that, had gone to a Fiesta Bowl and won, gone to a Cotton Bowl and won. They were in the Rose Bowl, almost won that. But you know, th- th- this is a program that I feel like is in a pretty good situation with James Franklin as head coach last year obviously is the big question was that kind of a suggestion that things are coming backwards in a bad direction or was that just a blip on the radar and then things go a little bit back more to where Penn State is expecting to be this upcoming season again it's gonna be very challenging but I do think that they have got the right ingredients to prove that last year was a little bit of the exception to the rule 
but we'll see. We have more from our interview with Andrew Callista coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to take a break. And what better way to take a break than with Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar. I know it sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. These are there for anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're even great for anyone on a keto diet. And it always feels as though they're adding new flavors to their already terrific assortment of flavor options available. One of my personal favorite is the coconut almond and check out this flavor profile. It's got 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. I take one of these during my mid-morning break at work and it helps get me to that lunch break. And it's always something that's going to help you feel full and you're going to feel good and it's going to taste good. I swear to you, this is not too good to be true. This is legitimate and you got to check them out for yourself. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order from any of those terrific options you can pack up a box of all one flavor that you or mix and match it to a bunch of different flavors until you figure out exactly which one speaks to you and while supplies last they're still offering a free cooler with your purchase you cannot go wrong with this deal so one more time go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked 15 and save 15 percent off your next order use promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. So spring practice is in the books. One of the big storylines this week, of course, will be the NFL Draft. And Penn State will have at least one player chosen in the first round. I think uh, it's pretty generally accepted at this point that Michael Parsons is going to be going in the first round. We don't know exactly where, but he is going to be in Cleveland for the draft. He's going to be one of the 13 players attending live and in person. Found out that uh, James Franklin and defense coordinator Brent Pryor are also going to be there. Uh, that was, a, uh, I think James Franklin said that during the post-practice uh, press conference on Friday night. So That'll be pretty cool. I think that's obviously a good recruiting tool. Of course, if you get a chance to go to the NFL draft and see one of your players drafted, it's always nice. But uh, going there to support Michael Parsons. Mike Parsons is going to be the big story this week, right? Oh, he's three days of our coverage. Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Michael Parsons. I got – we're talking to Coach Calvin Everett this week, his high school coach at at Harrisburg High School. Uh, We're also talking to Glenn McNamee of Central Dauphin High School, two powerhouses in the state. He coached Micah until he transferred his junior year, which for State College High School head coach Matt Lintel, he had a prep for Micah Parsons back-to-back weeks. Now, Micah didn't play that, but can you imagine being a high school head coach and you have to play Micah Parsons when he's on one team, then transfers because of a reason, and then have to play them like two weeks later? Can you imagine? Can you imagine having to do that at the high school level? Now that did happen, but I just remember the coach being like, "I can't believe I got to do this." So, but talking to them, also talking, to, we're we're gonna do a little time capsule on Fox Forty Three this week of Micah Parsons playing when he was in the midget football program. So we're going to talk to his midget football coach. We got some big plays and some home footage of that. So we're going to be working on that later on in the week. So it's, it's a big week of uh, Micah Parsons coverage. And, and hopefully we've been in contact with, with, with some members of the family. We're hoping that we could get squeezed in and things like that. So, but it's a, it's a busy week for Micah Parsons. 
Absolutely. I mean, like I said, he's going to be going in the first round. I've seen so many different mock drafts at this point. I've seen a bunch where he's going to number nine with the Denver Broncos, going somewhere between 12, 11, 13, maybe even 17 if it gets that far. Uh, but he's going in the first round, very likely to go in the first half of the first round. So I don't know if we're going to have to wait around too long Thursday night when this draft gets started to hear his name, but very interested to see where he goes. Is there any talk about, you know, from some of his previous coaches or anybody you've talked to about where he would like to go? Is there any kind of indication on, does he have a preference or is he just ready to go and take it to, to that next level? I think he, and you're in Philadelphia, so this might upset him. I think it would be <laughs> the Giants, right? Now, I think it will actually would be preferably the Cowboys. For some reason, I remember really? talking to him and members of the family, and I think he said that he was a, a Cowboys fan, and it was something that Alex Conley talk, talked post-game uh, with him at the Cotton Bowl that said, like, he'd love to be playing at Jerry's World, okay. like, all, all the time. I mean, I that's if my memory serves me correctly. But I'm getting up there in age. I'm, I'm going on 35 years old. My hair is getting a little bit gray. So maybe I'm, I'm misremembering that. But I'm pretty sure that it, it, it was a, cow, a Cowboys preference that I've heard him heard him say. But I think Micah wants to go where Micah is going to be utilized to so the strengths that he, he could be. And I talked to Novar Arrington a couple of weeks ago. I know that Micah just wants to get out there and show that he could compete at the highest level because for some reason – People think only having two years in college that maybe he he needed another year and stuff like that. And he's anxious to show people that he, he's ready to get out there. He obviously opted out of the 2020 season and a number of players did around college football for understandable reasons. But the last time we saw Micah Parsons, aside from his pro dad, the last time we saw him in a game was, like you said, in Cowboy, in the Cowboys stadium, putting on a show in that Cotton Bowl victory over Memphis. To me, he doesn't really have anything to prove on the field as far as I'm concerned. I think the fact that he came back for that Penn State Pro Day and really put on what Tom, what Mike Tomlin said was a freak show, I, I think that that really suggests that he's okay as far as his physical condition is concerned. The layoff from the 2020 season, yeah, he didn't go through the contact that you typically would uh, during the, the fall semester, of course, but the fact that he showed up to the Pro Day, put on the kind of show that he did with the speed and his burst, I think he's going to be okay. And there's a reason why he is still being widely considered to be a first round pick. I don't think any of his, um, you know, decision to opt out last year or the fact that he had to come back and do the pro day. I don't think that is hurting him one bit. Obviously we didn't have an NFL scouting combine. I don't think it would have mattered at this point. I don't, I don't think it would have mattered anyway. And you know, what, what gets me is like people saying like, Oh, well, they only produced those two years and, and one of them was a freshman. He wasn't even a full-time starter and things like that at the same everybody in the draft, they try to nitpick. And it's always like, you got to try to knock the guy down to like make your case of like why to pick him in. And I don't really understand that because it's like talking with running backs. I mean, for so long, it was like, well, look at the production this guy put up, you know, at the running back position. But then the argument was, well, look at how many hits he took to his legs. Larry Johnson at Penn State, that 400 carry year, he was never the same after the NFL. Well, then it became an argument for running backs. Well, he only did it one year in college. So it's like, it's like you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too at the same time with the argument. So I look at it like this. Yes, Micah didn't go through another fall season of contact and things like that. Not that they're doing much contact anymore in practice at the, at the college level and through and Penn State because they've, they've worked a lot of those uh, drills out. But he still put up a 4-3-9, I think, was the, was the number as I look over here. Yeah, it was a 4-3-9, his best one, a 4-4 shuttle. He has That's a year less of hits. His career is now an extra year longer. So if you're going to draft him and then get to that second contract a year sooner, it might get another year sooner for an extension and things like that. And that's another year that he could produce that 
you know, Sean Lee never really held up in the NFL. Great Penn State linebacker, but was oft, oftentimes injured. That's something that maybe Michael Parsons doesn't get to because he's a younger, healthier, less hits on his body. I'm convinced that Sean Lee is healthy for two games a year, and they're always against the Philadelphia Eagles. As, as far as I'm concerned <laughs> from watching them the last few years, it seems like those are the only two games of the year. He shows up and he's healthy and he has an impact on. Uh, but I sit that, uh, you know, sitting here in my Eagles fandom uh, with that observation there. But I do think that um, Mike Parsons is built for the NFL. He's ready to go off to the NFL. He's going to prove why he is a first-round talent. I'm very curious to see what that situation is going to be. Like I said, all the different mock drafts I've seen, Denver Broncos, New York Giants. I saw one with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'd be okay with that. Uh, But we're talking somewhere in the NFC East, it could very well be a landing spot. I haven't seen too many with the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, you know, the New York Giants, if they got Saquon Barkley and Michael Parsons, you're talking about the best offensive player, the best defensive player under James Franklin at Penn State on the same roster. That, that's got to make some Giants fans that are also Penn State fans extremely happy if that were to be the situation. Andrew Calista, good to talk to you. Hopefully we'll do this again very soon. Thanks, man. And there you have it. The first of what I hope will be many collaborations with Andrew Callista and the rest of the Fox 43 team. We will try to get more of those folks over from Fox 43 involved in the future with this podcast. Hopefully, we, maybe we can set up some kind of rotation between those guys as they are available. Again, I don't know exactly how frequently we're going to be doing these collaborations, but it is good to know that we're going to have something else to offer here on the Locked On Nittany Lines podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Hopefully, you get to enjoy the feedback. Make sure you go check out all the coverage that Fox 43 will have this week. And, of course, stay tuned to the podcast as we continue to work on some other collaborations moving forward. Big things are happening right here, and it's going to be a big week on, across the Locked On Podcast Network. You already heard me promo the Locked On NFL Draft coverage. Make sure you check out all the stuff that we've got going on, not only here, but, of course, over on the Locked On NFL Network. Uh, obviously, Locked On Big Ten is going to be covering all things Big Ten NFL Draft related. So lots of stuff to keep you busy right here across the network, including right here on Locked On Nittany Lines. So make sure you're following this podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Again, we are on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those ratings. Leave those reviews. Send us the snapshots of your five-star reviews. You'll get a special shout-out in our Friday episode of the podcast. Of course, reach out to us on our Twitter account and on our Facebook and Instagram and on our Twitch channel. We use the same username across those social media platforms of Locked On Nittany. So give us a follow, give us a like, and stay connected with us. Send us your questions too. Tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday, so if you have any questions, we will fit them into the conversation in tomorrow's podcast. So tweet at us at Locked On Nittany with your questions about Penn State, the NFL draft, college football in general. There were some rule changes. We didn't get a chance to talk about that today, but we can bring that all into the conversation with you guys tomorrow. So so send us your questions. No question is too stupid, so send in as many as you want, and I guarantee we will get them answered. As long as they're in by about 4 p.m., maybe 5 p.m. Eastern today on Monday, I'll make sure your questions are addressed. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over on Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, I'm also contributing to AthlonSports.com. I had a schedule analysis for Penn State posted last week. Make sure you check that out. And you can also catch me on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. That's all for me. It was a busy day. It's going to be a busy week. Let's do this every day this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Get your week started on the right foot. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. We'll